Hello everyone, welcome back to The Fast Break, powered by M3 Elevate. I'm your host, Matt Cranny, and today we've got a special announcement for you. To kick off 2023, we've teamed up with some of our past guests and a few more of our friends to put together a giveaway that you won't want to miss. We're giving away a $500 Visa gift card, a $200 credit at Vortex Optics, a State Street Bratz gift pack, and a custom Wisco box. To enter, all you need to do is visit the link in the show notes. It takes about 30 seconds to enter and helps us get more ears on these great stories that help small businesses like you. Wherever you're listening right now, just click the link where it says enter giveaway. Thanks again for supporting the Fast Break. Now let's dive in. In this episode of the Fast Break, you're going to learn practical steps on how to give back to the community as a business, the importance of giving back, and why that matters to your employees. One of the key attributes a leader needs to have. And finally, how a good offense is built on a great defense. There's no such thing as a small business. Every business is monumental for the people who lead and depend on it. At M3 Elevate, we have hundreds of policies, but only one mindset, fuel your growth. Matt Newman is the second generation owner and CEO of Newman Companies. Matt joined his father in business in 2004 after graduating from Wisconsin Lutheran College with a degree in business economics and an MBA from Marquette. Matt is a natural leader with a spirit of entrepreneurship. He continually elevates current market conditions and recognizes innovative opportunities. Matt is a founding partner of Tim O'Brien Homes, Harbor Homes, and SunVest Solar. In addition, he's a partner of Halen Homes, His partner-building companies construct homes that cover a range of lifestyles, from a buyer's first new home, to a semi-custom home, to a condominium or townhome. One of Matt's earliest ventures was constructing an energy-producing home. This experience led to the creation of SunVest Solar. SunVest Solar has grown to become Wisconsin's largest solar developer, focused on market-driven environmental stewardship, and is ranked as one of the largest solar developers in America. Newman Company started as a family company, and has grown to become a family of companies. As a second-generation family business owner, Matt is committed to and recognizes the long-term approach to business growth and investment. His passion is investing in people and the communities in which we live and work. The Newman family of companies utilizes their industry experience to drive strategic positions, capital planning, and growth strategies. Matt, welcome to the Fast Break. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Matt. Glad to be here. So, Matt, as you know, on the Fast Break, we love to learn from awesome voices who are doing the rewarding, terrifying at times, but critical work of building a growing business. So can you tell us all about your role at Newman Companies? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, No doubt about it. It is terrifying at times, especially given uh, these economic times that we're facing with a rapidly Mm -hmm. changing interest rate environment and in our businesses um, where we finance long-term assets like homes and and infrastructure projects in the form of solar, it uh, it definitely is a time where it causes you to question your business model and question a lot of things about what you're doing. But in some ways that can be healthy too. Change change is fun. Um, If you're not changing, you're probably dying. So we we appreciate change. Uh, my role here at the companies, I've I've founded multiple of the companies and sit as the CEO really helping guide multiple of the companies. The reality is I'm not involved in the day-to-day operations of many of them. We have operating presidents that are in Mm -hmm. charge of each of our um, operating businesses, but 
I am here to support them in any way I can and uh, try to stay out of their way the best I can, but I'm also there to support them. If, uh, yeah. if the proverbial uh, stuff hits the fan, I'm there to help. At the same time, yeah. celebrate the really good times as well. One of the things that grabbed me the most uh, when I was doing my research about you and your organizations was your approach to how your companies and your team should be focused on giving back to the community. I think on your website you state, you were raised with the understanding that to whom much is given, much is expected in return. So can you tell us more about why you've believed and still believe giving back has to be a central part of a company's mission? Yeah, and I think it's more than just a company. I think it's I think it's at the core of the individual, and it starts with mm-hmm. with me as as uh, the owner and partner in the businesses and CEO. Is starting with it personally, and then having that continue through the businesses. I just really believe deep down that you get a lot more out of life by giving back than you do from what you get. And we really try to serve communities that everyone would be supportive of. Um, things mm-hmm. like veteran causes, childhood cancer research. Um, those sorts of things that really just can't be refuted. Um, and so we, we really enjoy working with those sorts of organizations. And if, I, if I'm a small business owner and I'm listening today and I'm listening to that philosophy that, that you all have, and, and I, I want to start installing a similar sort of give back mindset into my organization, can you say some maybe practical steps on, on, on how people get started? Because it's, it's one thing, like you said, you know, you're supporting causes that nobody could argue with, right? Like we love funding the research to eventually hopefully eliminate childhood cancer. We love supporting our veterans. Um, But how have you taken that, that really sort of meaningful next step and made it practical and part of your philosophy and part of your organization? This is going to sound overly simplified, Matt, but I think so many things in life get overcomplicated. To me, this one is super easy. The first step is taking the first step. Find Mm -hmm. a cause. It doesn't matter what the cause is. But if you're going to do it through your business, I always recommend finding causes that are kind of universally accepted because that way you never have a situation where you as the business owner are doing something with company resources, even if it's your own company, and asking your employees to also be supportive of it unless it's sort of universally accepted. And so that's why we've picked causes like military, uh, veteran causes, childhood cancer, other forms of cancer research, those sorts of things. If, If someone doesn't want to support those, I probably don't want them as an employee here anyway. Right. Um, but I would say just take the first step. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be some huge thing. Don't overthink it. Just find some cause. And if you're not sure of a cause, ask some other business owners around you, or even better yet, ask your employees for causes that they're passionate about that align mm-hmm. with some of the mission that you might be um, interested in. And I can promise you that if you ask the question, people not only will be happy that you're asking them, but they also oftentimes will have ideas. And that's where the best things come from. So I would say literally the first step is take the first step. It's like walk before you run and you'll be surprised where to lead. Yeah, that's that's a a beautiful philosophy and I think a great call to action. Matt, can you maybe go one step further and talk, maybe use a couple of examples of what you all have done at the Newman Companies in terms of not the the what, right? We're, We're supporting these charities, but how have you done that in order to best sort of gain engagement from your employees yeah. and, uh, and to really uh, almost like maximize your investment back into the community? Yeah, the engagement part of our team is super important to us. So I, at this point, we look for causes where our team can get actively involved. You know, writing a check is one thing, um, but dedicating your time, which is the most mm-hmm. valuable resource any of us have, and it's the one thing we can't buy, we can't reproduce, we can't get more of it, Giving of your time, I think, is the most valuable thing that you can give. And so we try to align with causes where our team can get involved. We've done cancer walks and things like that. That's kind of how it mm-hmm. started with us, actually. And then 
Uh, more recently, we've done things like um, the Stars and Stripes Honor Flight, where we sponsor mm -hmm. a flight, and we have team members that will go down in the morning and help veterans um, get to their flight safely and make their way through the airport, as well as we have employees that will actually be guardians for veterans on the honor flight. Um, and then the, for the homecoming at night as well, they'll help out at the airport and sort of be the, the volunteer security force to make sure everybody knows where they're going. And it's a cool way because it, it not only allows our team to give back with their time, it also gets them more engaged in what we're doing and what we're using company resources to support. So get, getting people actively engaged in the cause, I think, is also really important. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. It makes me think about a principle that we talk about here at M3 a lot, which is your proximity to the problem directly determines your ability to either understand it or be engaged in it. Yeah, so, that's awesome. you know, it, it, if you're, you know, standing on the sidelines and you're far away from a cause or a concern, they can problems can seem easy to solve. Yep. Not necessarily, you know, some of the things we're talking about, but, you know, from a, we, we talk about affordable housing. Well, if you're far away, it's kind of like, well, just build more houses. Yeah. Um, the closer you get to some uh, to the actual problem and in, and involve yourself, not just from even sort of like a, a money perspective, but a time perspective, uh, a mindset perspective, you start to understand the nuance of the challenge and why it's a challenge and what you can sort of personally do to show up and just bring the best of who you are to yeah. just move it along a little bit. Right. Yep. You got it. So so, Matt, I, I, I am sitting here listening to this sort of really awesome practical advice about how we get our employees, you know, close to the problem through their own feet and hands and engagement. Have there been any lessons learned for you in the Newman companies as you've gone through this journey that you might be able to point out to our listeners as things to just watch for or be mindful of? Yeah, I'd say, I'd say two things. Um, first of all, not every idea is a good idea. So just mm -hmm. getting involved with a cause and then it, having it not turn out the way that you expected, that's okay. Like, at least you tried. And sometimes failing fast is better than not trying at all. Um, so yeah. we have gotten behind some cause before. They're like, ah, that's not exactly what I thought it was going to be, or it's not what I envisioned. And that's okay. Um, but the other thing I would say, too, is, you know, as a business owner, if you come up with an idea, or a business leader, it doesn't matter if you're the owner or manager or whatever, if you come up with an idea and it's not real well supported by your organization, don't necessarily let that determine whether or not you think it's a success. Because first of all, mm. the reason we're doing these things is to support the cause itself. So right. as long as that happens, that's a win. But secondarily, sometimes it takes the team, your team, a little while to get fully engaged and supportive of something. And that's okay too. Be patient with it. Give it time. I, I always say don't force people to volunteer. Otherwise, it's not volunteering. Right. Um, so we like to be patient with it. And hopefully over time, people that do volunteer and do give back come back and talk about it with their coworkers and share an excitement about it. And then eventually it gains, gains ground faster and faster. Yeah. And, and, and thanks Matt for going down this sort of uh, topic and line of questions with us, because I think for all of our listeners, uh, this topic of sort of as businesses, our responsibility um, to show up in, in these places and spaces, I think our employees are looking to us now more than ever in those regards. We hear stories all the time from people that we have hired from the company that uh, did a whole bunch of research into the M3 Foundation before they ever uh, got an interview. And I don't yep. think it was always that way. Are, yeah. are you seeing the same thing too from sort of employees that are joining the Newman companies that see this as a, a really important part of what you all offer to them? Yeah, I'm, I'm smiling. I know this isn't on camera. I know it's all audio, but I'm smiling because it's so interesting to me that oftentimes the younger generation, so let's call it millennials, Gen Z, I'm, I'm intrigued by generational 
um, differences, I guess. And I think millennials, and I'm, I'm sort of an older millennial, so I'll say I'm one of the elders, but I am still technically a millennial. I find it interesting that we kind of get beat up sometimes for things that we view as important in life, like work-life balance, because we don't actually want to work an 80-hour week. We don't think that's particularly healthy for ourselves or our families or our social life. Um, But another thing I think that millennials bring to the workforce is a care for things outside of just making a profit. Making a profit matters, because if you don't make a profit, you're not a sustainable business. But at the end of the day, I think a sustainable business is also one that is giving back from the profits it earns. Um, And and I don't care to what level that is. I just care that there's some commitment to giving back to the communities in which we live and work and play. And it's, I just think it's really a full circle thing. So yeah, I really, uh, I'm excited about it. And yes, it is something that we have found, although I don't like um, talking a lot about the things that we do charitably, because I don't feel like Mm -hmm. it's about getting credit for it. That's not what it's all about. At the same time, I do think it's important to show leadership in that regard. And to let employees and prospective employees, especially, too, know that that's the type of company we are and that's that's how we treat things. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Matt, thank you so much for sharing all that with us. We really appreciate it. And I, um, I hope our listeners are uh, feeling sort of a sense of uh, challenge and a sense of opportunity uh, in that area, because um, I think uh and so many of our audience I know are uh, doing the right thing, but they're small and growing businesses that are thinking practically about how you do it. And I loved how uh, you were really practically focused there. But Matt, shifting gears a little bit on you, I'd love to talk a little bit more about, you know, at M3 Elevate, we're built on the principle that we need to be helping our clients play both offense and defense, right? So the growth and protection and with their insurance partners. And in learning more about you and the Newman companies, can you describe how uh, you and your uh, uh, your company helps your clients grow and helps them play offense? Yeah, well, we're I think we're a little bit different in that you know different from M three that is in that a lot of what we do is direct to consumer. Um, mm. So our clients oftentimes it's kind of a, a singular transaction. Sometimes it's multiple transactions, but. You know, I think our approach to business is is just one in which, um, while we want to be aggressive in our approach to operating our business, we also want to be conservative, which those sound conflicting, but we're conservative in that we want to make sure that we are sustainable for decades to come. And yeah. so, you know, in, in, again, uncertain economic times like what we're facing right now, we live at, or we're, our industry is very, very cyclical, real estate is. And as and even solar, we we call it the solar coaster because the industry goes up and down. Based, it's a it's still a relatively young industry, and so with with companies like that in those industries, we think it's really important to run a conservative balance sheet. So while we're aggressive about how we play the game, um, we don't take significant risks with our balance sheet because we want to make sure that we have a sustainable business model. Mm. No, that that that's really helpful, Matt. And I think you know you've mentioned a couple of times sort of the the challenges of of the industry that you're in, right? And and the and the volatility at times of that, and the dependency that it has on different sort of external factors like the interest rate environment. And and, and I think about all of our clients listening, and whether it's the interest rate environment, whether it's changing customer expectations, whether it's everybody has sort of those external pressures. And yep. uh, I think your call and your push to people to say, hey. Be mindful of playing offense, but but also do that in a way where it's uh it's a healthy, it's a scalable, it's an appropriate offense that's sort of built up on a great defense, yeah. um, right? Is, is that is that fair? Best offense is one that starts with defense, right? 
Love it. Love it. So Matt, obviously leading your company and nurturing it into the successful business that it is um, and, and are as a, a group of companies, what have you learned on your journey as a business leader and entrepreneur, both personally and professionally, that uh, you would offer to uh, kind of our listeners as they go about you know, uh, taking the next step on their own growth journey? Gosh, you know, there's so many things I've learned throughout our phases of growth. And we, over the last, call it 12 years, we've grown more than than 10x, more than tenfold. Wow. Um, so th- that has created all sorts of learning lessons. But I think the number one that I would say, especially as, as the person that theoretically, I, I say theoretically because I don't really view it this way, but say sits at the top as a CEO or founder of the business, is make sure you don't become the bottleneck. Make sure you don't stay in the way of people's growth. I'm, I very, very passionately believe that for our companies to keep growing, our team members obviously need to keep growing as well. And the only way that's going to happen is if I continue to work myself out of a job effectively. And so mm-hmm. my job is to continually be training each and every person in our organization, and they in turn do the same thing with their role, to just keep elevating, to use you know M3 Elevate, um, Really, that's what it's all about, is me continuing to get out of the way and encouraging them to grow, um, be autonomous, make their own decisions. And I'll be confident there's always going to be something else for me to do, and that's fine. Um, But I just want to keep growing and getting out of the way and making sure I'm not a bottleneck. And there have been multiple distinct points in my career, one of which I'm actually working through right now, where the businesses have just outgrown my capacity to be able to be in the role I'm in. And so I have to effectively hire and train my replacement. And it's, it's super exciting. It's scary and exciting at the same time. But as a business owner, if you can't get out of your own way or get out of your company's way, you're going to limit your growth. There's just no way around mm-hmm. it. Matt, how have, you, how have you sustained that sort of growth mindset uh, that it takes to be able to be brave enough to, to sort of think about it that way um, and, to, and to be able to execute on it in that way? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a really good question, Matt. And I'll tell you, it's one super easy word and really, really hard to execute on, and it's trust. Mm. Um, I have to be willing to, and any business leader has to be willing to trust the leadership team that they've been working with to answer the questions, make the decisions, execute on a plan, help cast a vision. You have to trust the people around you that they're going to do it and be there to pick them up when they do make the wrong decision or fail. Embrace that, learn from it, and move forward. Um, but trust is hard, especially if, you, if you're an owner, entrepreneur, um, founder of a business. It is hard to trust decision-making to other people. But the easiest things are not the things that are best for our business. It's the harder things. Mm-hmm. And what's hard is trusting other people, delegating your responsibility. And what I find most fulfilling is when the team members that grow into roles are doing things that I was doing, when I would see them doing it significantly better than what I ever could have done it or what I ever did, that makes me so happy. And it just goes yeah. to show like that's what it's all about. And, and it's happened over and over throughout my career. It's been a blast. Yeah, it's sort of to tie a lot of our conversation together, Matt. It's it's sort of the concept of continuing to give, uh, not to get, uh, but in order to empower, whether it's a, a charitable organization, whether it's your own business. If you have that mindset of being somebody that is constantly thinking about how can I give uh, my responsibility, my uh, my power, my decision. How can I give as much of it away as is healthy? Yep. 
right? And sometimes even maybe it's a, more than is healthy at the time because it, it might feel hard, but uh, it's kind of like a choose your heart, right? Yeah. Um, you know, choose to give it away. Or if we don't do that as business leaders, eventually it can be taken from us, right? And so yep. um, what, what a beautiful way to uh, sort of tie that sort of mindset of the giving back to charitable organizations, but also giving back to your, your own organization in some way. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. Now, I'll add one more thing onto that, and this has to do with family. A lot of business owners, entrepreneurs find themselves way out of whack with a work-life balance. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes that's because of a lack of trust issue at the core. And it's trusting yeah. others to do things that you think, you know, you think only you can do. And the reality is that causes all kinds of suffering, not just inside the company. It causes suffering with your family and your friends and the other things that that you're sacrificing time, mental and physical time away from, because you're not willing to trust other people to do work, thinking that only you can do it. And so for me personally, that's been a big thing. I've got a young family with four kids. Um, What's most important to me is my faith, and then my wife, and then my kids. More important than our business, more important than any, any level of success in our businesses. And so that's really forced me down this path of trust, because the reality is there's only so many hours in the day. And I want a bunch of those hours to be invested in my faith, my marriage, and my children. And so the Mm -hmm. only way to grow our businesses is to invest and trust in other people. Yeah. What a beautiful sort of call to action, I think, Matt, for for people listening as they think about, you know, to use the Simon Sinek, what is their why, right? Sometimes we get so busy uh, in our businesses that we forget why we have our businesses in the first place um, and who the businesses are intended to serve and benefit. And again, to tie our whole conversation together, you know, uh, with the Newman companies, um, if you didn't, if you weren't able to have that balance, the people that look to you for support from a personal standpoint or a faith standpoint wouldn't be able to get their needs met. And if you didn't have that good balance and weren't able to be as effective as a leader, your company is not in a position, a strong position to be able to give back from a, uh, you know, a strong and, and healthy sort of balance sheet perspective. So yep. it's, it's a terrific, uh, I think, reminder to all of us to to think more deeply about those things rather than, hey, what strategy and tactics should I be executing or what? It's almost stepping back from it and and thinking deeper about that why. Yep. Perfect. Well, Matt, um, you have been amazing. Uh, So thank you so much for all of the wisdom you've shared so far. As always, though, before we let you go, our last set of questions is our fastest break set of questions where I'm going to ping you with some rapid fire questions. And we're just looking for uh, the first thing sort of off the top of your head as a response. And then we'll move on to the next one. Does that make sense? You got it. Okay, let's dive in. Uh, Matt, what's the favorite book that you've read in the last 12 months? Flying into the Wind by Lieutenant Colonel Dan Rooney, who founded mm-hmm. Honor Flight. Wow. I'm sorry. Founded Folds of Honor. I got that wrong. Folds of Honor. Yeah. Two different veteran causes we're actively involved with. I said the wrong one. <laughs> no problem. Totally. So our listeners, go go get that book and read it. Yeah, two it's two great organizations. Two person. great organizations. Complete the sentence. For you, leadership is? Serving. The most impactful coaching advice that you've ever received? Don't quit. Your favorite podcast that you would recommend to our audience? This is going to be insulting. I don't really listen to podcasts. No problem, man. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> I'll, I'll put the claimer in. If, if ever you do, you can check out the fast break and you can find No, I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. you got it. Um, 
your your can't live without it app on your phone. Realtor.com. I'm addicted to real estate. Last thing you did that truly scared you. Oh, man. Fell out of a tree. That's, I think that's the scariest answer we've ever received. So, so I love that. So good. That was really scary. Yeah. That's, uh, and all is good. You're good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm fine. I just fell out of a tree stand. Yep. Oh my gosh. I don't want to leave our audience hanging wondering about what happened when you fell out of the tree. So, uh, Matt, last, uh, fastest break question. If you had to give a Ted talk, what would be its title? Uh, we'll we'll say family transitions. Hmm. I love it. So Matt, uh, before we close, can you share with our audience uh, where they can find out more about you and Newman Companies? Yeah, you're welcome to visit our website at newmancompanies.com. Um, or you can always reach out to me directly. I'm sure multiple people at, at M3 can help you with that. But I, I enjoy catching up with people from all facets of life. Awesome. Matt, Thank you so much for being willing to be with us today, for sharing all of your wisdom and insights with our audience. We truly appreciate it. This has been an excellent conversation. Great. Appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. This has been Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate, where we talk with high-impact business leaders and share strategies that you can use to grow and protect your business. And remember, don't settle for an insurance and benefits agent who only plays defense. You need an advisor, a partner, a friend who helps you play offense too. That's us. Like what you heard? Well, don't forget to subscribe. You'll find bonus content and more episodes at m3ins.com slash m3elevate and anywhere where you find your podcasts. And if you're a business owner or leader with insights to share, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. We might even love to have you on the show. This is Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny, and we'll see you next time.